Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast today. It is a Monday, and I'm a little bit behind, like I have been, but I'm getting it done. And we're here, and I'm excited, like always. So today, I'm going to try to take off where I left off last time. Um, Gosh, I've been sick and had a cold that I just cannot kick. Um, In fact, I'm home from school today, and so... Anyway, but I think my voice sounds a little bit better, and I went back and listened to my last podcast. Maybe it wasn't the best of all the podcasts, but there was a lot of great things in there, and hopefully I was able to share that even though I wasn't feeling my best. I feel a little better today, and the cold is just getting better little by little. Um, We're going to continue with the first chapter in Working the Law with Raymond Hollywell, and we're going to start off on page 10, at least of my my book it's page 10 and I don't know if it matches up to the actual book but it says thinking it is a perpetual process and that means that thinking is ongoing you can't stop your thinking like it just it just you can't stop it it goes and goes and so but you can um well and he, and he talks about how we are producing results in our mind every hour and every day that we live. And I'm going to take it down to every second, even every millisecond. I mean, your mind is going in one way or another every second of the day. And so he says, while we can't stop thinking, we can determine the results of what's desired by regulating our thought. And so then he says, When we change our thinking for the better, we automatically change our lives for the better. And in our mastermind group, we were talking about that. How do you do that? How do you change your thinking for the better? And my husband said something that I thought was um, insightful. And he said, you know, there's an element of decision in there. Like you have to choose and decide to think differently. And... And there, it, there is an element of decision. Like you choose, you decide what you're going to think about. And um, <clears throat> I, I've been experiencing this just this last weekend. So my intention for the weekend was that on Saturday, I have, well, tonight I have dinner for 50 people at my house. And I was going to do a Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving's this week and so I was going to have a Thanksgiving dinner and um, so I had three turkeys to cook two for this dinner tonight and then another one for Thanksgiving and I was going to smoke them because I love to smoke I love smoked turkeys and I had all the turkeys I had them brined on Thursday I got the brine ready and that has to sit for 24 hours and get cold And then you put the turkey in the cold brine, and then that sits for 48 hours. So Saturday morning, I'd had all that ready to go, or 24 hours, it sits for 24 hours, and I had all that ready to go. Saturday morning, I was going to get up and and start um, smoking the turkeys, and I had three, so it was going to take the whole day. But my smoker didn't work. It kept tripping the breaker, so I thought, okay, I got on YouTube, tried to figure out what was causing the smoker to not work. And it was maybe the coils, so I go into the store, the local store, and, and but you can't buy the coils, so then I think, okay, should I get a new smoker? 
And so one thing led to another and my husband came home and helped me and we're looking at it. We decided to get a new smoke smoker and then he helps me and he spends a couple hours putting the new smoker together. It's all hooked up, ready to go. It's like two 30 in the afternoon. I'm way behind my schedule. We light up the smoker and it doesn't fire up. The brand new smoker doesn't work. So we have to take that back to the store. And as one thing led to another, by the time the night was over, I have a new smoker, a thir- another smoker, but it's not put together and I haven't started the turkeys or anything. I haven't done any of the things that I needed to do. So, <clears throat> you know, on top of that, I'm still, I intended to do get a lot of homework done. I needed to start addressing envelopes for my daughter's wedding. And, and so like things are piling up, but in the past, you know, before I've done all this, I would have had a panic attack. I would be crying. I'd be a mess. But I just take some breaths. I just took some deep breaths. And I tell myself, it's, it'll, be, it'll all be okay. And I start processing, how am I going to get this done? And I tell myself, well, you know, I have an amazing student teacher at school who's handling things well. I can take the day off Monday. I can do the, I can put the, I'll have my son put the smoker together on Sunday. I will smoke the meat on Monday and it all, it'll all be okay. And now it's three o'clock on Monday afternoon and the turkeys are done. I'm, I've got a mess in the kitchen, but here I am doing my podcast because I'm dedicated to the podcast, but I'm not freaking out. And I think that <clears throat> there is an element of decision to that. Look, I just decided that I can do it. It will be Okay life will go on and, and I'm making it through, you know? So it, there is, there is a matter of choice in the way that we think. And I know that I've been doing a lot of meditation and the meditation helps calm me down. And I learn that I can do the things that I'm set up for to do. And if I change my thinking for the better, my life will change for the better and things are working out. And So I think that's how you do things is you just take a day at a time, you breathe, you do the meditation and you believe that you can do it. I love Ninja, American Ninja Warrior. And I've been watching that while I've been peeling hundreds of potatoes for the dinner today. And I think about these people and I was just watching, it's an old season, but well, it's this past season, but it was an old episode. But this woman from Seattle, she was the first mom of three, mom with three kids to hit the buzzer on American Ninja Warrior. And how did she do it? She believes that she can do it. She believes. And I think that that's the first key. It, we have to believe in ourselves. Raymond Hollywell says, um, you know, when you have an undeveloped mind, you're dominated by the lower instincts. And then he says, these things show that you have a real lack of development. So like, look at yourself and see, do you do this? The first one is narrowness of thought. The second one is limited views. And the third one is prejudiced convictions. Well, I guess there's four. And the last one is materialistic opinions. So what, what do I think these things are? Narrowness of thought, limited views, and prejudiced convictions. I think that's not being teachable. You know, how often do, does someone give you a suggestion and you don't want to take it? 
Like, no, I'm going to tr- do it my way, right? I'm going to do it wi- my way. So my husband came in and said, why don't you cur- cook one of the turkeys in the oven? So I just plopped it in the oven. My past thinking would be like, no, I'm doing all of them in the smoker. So do we have like our, our mindset? We're going to do it this way and we're not going to be teachable. I mean, the people that I love the most, I have this amazing student teacher. I have this colleague that I work with that is so incredibly teachable. Um, The people that I just love to be around are teachable. They learn from other people. They don't have a narrowness of thought or mind. You're open to new ideas. Like, so look at yourself. When people tell you things, are you open to a new idea of thought or are you set in your ways? And so, <clears throat> excuse me, if we are open to um, new ideas and we think that we don't know everything, you know, then m- maybe our mind is open. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, you are open to new ideas. So that is one sign if you look at your thinking and realize, hey, Am I, am I open to new things? Will I try a new idea? Does somebody suggest something and I actually give it a try? And he says that, you know, those are signs of growth if you're willing to do those things. If you have wide and tolerant views and you're open to people. And he says the small mind is not, is undeveloped, but it can grow. And then he says, how do you do... One way to how, how you do that is you improve and enlarge your ideas and your mental pictures. So I, I, I thought about that. Like enlarge, um, what does it say? Enlarge your ideas and mental pictures. Do you spend your time thinking, I can't do it. It's too hard. I don't want to do it. It's too much work. Or do you spend your time thinking, hey, what do I want? Can I do it? Do you visualize yourself? It takes so much effort. It takes so much work to visualize in your mind what you can become, what you can do. Let me tell you something that happened to me this week. It was so cool. Like, I mean, my pod, my podcast is growing little by little and um, people are sharing it and people are... It's growing and it's it's helping other people. But my husband came home from his church service yesterday and he said, guess who they quoted in our meeting today? And I'm like, who? Ray? My first guess was who? Raymond Hollywell. Like, I don't think they're going to quote him. But I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't say that Raymond Hollywell is like, you know, a, a master person that people are very aware of. But that was my my guess. And then he said, no, guess again. And I, I was like, who? And he said, Debbie Lee. And I'm like, what? And anyway, he, he goes on to tell me that the guy in his church meeting said, I've been listening to this podcast and this is what I've been thinking about. Now, like, wow, how cool is that for me? You know, like what I want, I want the podcast to grow. I want it to be shared. I want people to learn from it. That's my whole point is like to help people think on a different level. And the and the guy who was sharing it was in my mind this way cool guy. He he he's so strong physically. He he races bikes. He's one of the top racers in this valley that I live in and he 
he races like 200 mi- he he does bike races at 250 miles like and he gets some of the top times and here he's listening to my podcast how amazing is that like but like you have to create those mental pictures you know little old me school teacher and this guy who I think is so cool and amazing and you know he's listening to my podcast so you have to create those mental pictures in your mind I want to tell you about um John Asraf he was on The Secret the movie The Secret if you've ever seen that and he in just a roundabout way, he had a vision board and he saw this house that he found and he put this, this amazing house on his vision board and he visualized it for years and his vision board changed through the years and he had this one vision board of this house and he put it away and years later he pulled it out of an old box and the vision board that he had on his vision, the house that he had on his vision board was the exact house that he was living in years later. So you need to believe that you can go from one magnificent win to the next when you create these mental pictures in your mind and as you grow and improve and enlarge your mind. But don't let your mind be small. Let it be big. Focus on what you can become. Focus on all the things that you want to do, that you want to become. Don't let your mind be small with the things that are difficult and challenging and what other people are doing in their life and that you're not. Stop comparing yourself that way. And now we're going to go on to the next paragraph. And he says, next, we may ask, if there is such a law of mind, what is the law's intention? And he has law capitalized. And he says, some may think that the universal mind has no intention because it is impersonal. And remember, at the beginning of his book, he says that the law he refers to is the law is God. And yet he says, Jesus tells us that the universal mind has definite intentions. So in my mind, what he's saying is the God of this world has intentions. God is the universal's the universal mind and he has definite intentions and he says, "Fear not, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom." So we have to believe and know that we can have everything that is out there. All the good that is out there. And I've been pondering on this a little bit lately about all the good things that are out there that God has for us. And if you look at and if you believe in God and that God created worlds upon worlds and that there is so much out there that we we can have if we just allow ourselves to believe that God wants those things for us. He wants to give us the kingdom. He wants to give us all that he has. So then he, um, <clears throat> Raymond Hollywell says, thus we see that the universal's mind, universal mind's intention is for the universal good. God wants good for all people, everybody in the world. I personally believe in a scripture that it's God's purpose and will to bring about the immortality and eternal life of men, that that's what his, he wants for every single person. To have this universal good, right? So then he says, 
Therefore, our intention must take the same direction, knowing that whatever works for the universal good will work for the individual good. So that you have to believe that God is out there fighting our battles. He wants us to win. He wants us to, maybe he, he wants the best for us. He's out there on our side. He's helping us. He wants the good for us. And then he, and then this, it goes on to say for the individual's health and happiness on this same principle. So we have to believe that the universal good or God or the law is out there for our benefit. And if we believe that, and we know that good is going to come and that we know that this is God's purpose, then we will find the good. So what, what you look for is what you'll find right? If you're looking for the good, you're going to find the good. This is how you work with the law. And then Raymond Hollywell goes on to say, when man's intention is as God's intention, a force is called into action, which gives direction to the undirected mind power. Working with the law, when we understand it, may become as simple as touching the light button, like the electrician, which when we do, floods our mentality with illumination and understanding. So when we know the law, when we believe the law, and we understand the law, it's like touching a light switch. Now, it doesn't just happen, but you do work at it, and little by little, a little becomes a lot. And you can make these things happen for you in your life. And I truly believe it, and I know it. And you have to believe in it. You have to believe it for yourself. Now, does that mean that you're going to have... never, never going to be a setback. No, there's always going to be setbacks and setbacks are what help us to grow stronger. But we have to believe that those setbacks are there for us to grow stronger. I just read a scripture today in, in the, in the Bible. It says, and Peter said this, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth. So we have to look on the challenges that we have in our life as, as, as gold mines, like that's what propels us to the next thing. That's so we have to realize, you know, my students taught me too, that this too will pass. And I've, I've gotten so much better at going through the ups and downs that the downs only, only propel us to the ups and that we're going to have downs. If we don't have the downs, we aren't going to appreciate the ups. And so we have to recognize that life is full of ebbs and flows, like ups and downs, things just go, but that we can get through those downs and that those things are going to be the things that propel us through and to the next up. And so recognize that, okay, so it's a bad day today, but tomorrow's going to be a good day. It's a bad hour now, but tomorrow's going to be a good hour. And it just, that's part of life. And then Raymond Hollywell talks a little bit about like in today's world, we love sports. We love I mean, I love sports. So many people love sports. My my students at school, it's all about sports, right? We love seeing cooperation, teamwork, pulling together. We love to see the Cinderella team. We love to see the the underdog pull it through, right? We learn from games. We learn from all of that. And then and we 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 definitely don't like it when there's a show off or there's a one man band or a one man team, right? It's all about the team. And, and he talks about, we can't play the game of life alone, right? We must conform with the law, with, which is God. And that 
we have to cooperate with the laws that God has, has set up and recognize that we're not alone and that God can propel us through these things. And these laws are set up to help us to be successful. And if we cooperate with the laws and we recognize that there's going to be the ups and downs, that we will eventually win and we will succeed. And then um, he says, again, he goes on to say, again, referring to the master, he never took personal credit for the results. He said, it's not by, it's not me, but the father. And then he has in parentheses law in me that doeth the work. Thus all things work together for them that love good. So it's important to recognize that to be humble about everything that comes our way. And some of the, some of the best people I know are teachable and humble. And they like, I have, I have some people around me that are just like amazingly accomplished and they, they never act like they, they did it themselves. You know what I mean? They just, they're so humble, so teachable. And, and, um, boy, those people are, are incredible. And, you know, I, we had this, the local high school here, um, a lot of the kids that I teach have taught the, the local high school here just won, um, state championship last week in football. And I watched the quarterback who I taught him from, you know, when he was in my class and I've known him since he was a baby and they interviewed him and he said, Oh, you know, it was, it was my line, my line. They were the ones and our special teams, they were the ones. And like, he just credited. And then the coach, you know, I think he credited three different sources as to why they were so successful and you can't help, but love people like that, you know, and then just to, to be humble and recognize that the things that we have and the good comes from all that we've been taught and blessed with and the people that are around us and to give them the credit. And um, so then Raymond Hollywell says, thus all things work together for them that love good. So if you just love the good and surround yourself with the good and find people in your life that will lift you up and, and look for the good and find the good and be have gratitude for all the things that you have, because he says the love of good unites itself with a stream of good. Gosh, I believe that. When you're looking for the good in other people, you're finding the good in your life. Everything all works together um, in the end for our benefit, right? I mean, and yeah, things are hard, but you can overcome anything that's difficult. And don't expect it to always be good, but good will come. The next thing he says in in this chapter, he says, you who are searching and grasping any and every idea that comes along in the hope that it will be a shortcut method to solve the problems of life, you who condemn and blame every misunderstood person or thing for your failures and defeats will never find a satisfying life that way. And it's so easy for us, and I see this in my students, they're looking for the shortcut. They want to they want to be done. They want to hurry and get done. And they want to blame other people, right? But we can't do that. We can't, there's no shortcuts. We have to do the work. We have to be consistent. And, <clears throat> but little by little, a little becomes a lot. And then he says, life with all its attributes of good is a something that doesn't just happen to touch a fortunate few. 
it is a something you must create. And um, I just read a book by um, Larry H. Miller's wife. And Larry H. Miller is, he's the owner of the Utah Jazz, one of the richest men in Utah, and which is where I live. And his wife talks about how poor they were at the beginning and how much they struggled and how difficult it was. So it's important not to think that, you know, greatness and riches and all, all the things, all the people that are famous and stuff, that, that these things just happen for them. They, these people make these things happen for them. We have to believe that and know that. And we also have to believe that we can make things happen for ourselves. And then he says, um, to finish this, this chapter off, he says, you who are seeking love, fortune, happiness, and success. Literally, who's not, who, who in the world isn't seeking one of those, if not all? Love, fortune, happiness, and success must understand that it is not something you may find. You cannot buy it nor borrow it from another. No one can give it to you. You must create it within yourself. Your desires and ideas are like seeds you plant in the soil, but these are planted in the soil of mind. After planting the thought, seeds, you cultivate them. After, let me read that, let me say that again. After planting the thought seeds, you cultivate them, nurture them, and guard them well until the harvest time. Then you will reap all that you have sown and abundantly. Of course, he who has the cleanest and most fertile garden will enjoy the best returns. So you work at it little by little, day by day, and keep pushing forward. Keep listening to podcasts. Keep reading. Keep praying. Keep studying. Keep learning. Keep growing. And with time, you will find great, great opportunities, great situations, and things will work out. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in my family's life. I've seen it with my husband, especially in starting a new business like he's done. And and I've seen it in, in people around me. So anyway, I hope you've learned something from this podcast. I think it's been a great one. Next chapter is called The Law of Thinking. And we're going to get into that and more of similar things. But it's always good to think about it. So I hope these things are making you think about the way that you